Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Tonight, I want to continue on our series about righteousness, and I want to give you some powerful truths that I think can really help you, really help you go to a whole new level in the arena of your giving. I want you to look at this. I want you to go to 1 John we're going to read it in the, in the King James, 1 John 2, 1 John 2, 1 through 3. And I want to talk to you and walk in the revelation of this new covenant reliability through righteousness. Very important. It says this in 1 John 2, 1. It says, my little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, now this is what we were talking about, the advocacy of Christ. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Hereby do we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And I want you to look at this, and I want you to get this. Righteousness. Now, we're going we're gonna to build off our righteousness just right now. Righteousness, okay, came through Jesus Christ's substitution. We just celebrated Easter what an awesome time of, of, of understanding substitution. That's what Jesus was doing on the cross. He substituted, amen? Praise the Lord. He substituted in his life so we can be righteous in our life, okay? So here's a word we have. We have a word called advocate. Well, the word advocate in the Greek is paraclete. I like that a lot because the one of the translations of the Holy Spirit is the parakletos, which means what? He's the one called alongside. Obviously, the word paraclete has an element of the parakletos within it, which means this. It means advocate, counselor, comforter, intercessor. Okay? So what does it mean when Jesus is what? The advocate. It means this. We have an advocate. We have one who is called a counselor in our life, one who is called to be a, a comforter in our life, and one who is called to be an intercessor in our life. I like that terminology, the advocate, okay, being the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament word for intercessor means a mediator. One who intercedes. One who pleads on behalf of the other. Man, I like that terminology. One who does what? He pleads your case. I think one of the greatest things me and you could see is in the pleasing and the pleading of the case is that Jesus intercedes. In the New Testament, the word translated intercessor means to meet with, uh, to come between, to intercede. Every time the word is used referring to intercession that is done under the New Covenant, it is referring to Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Okay? And I'm going to read that again to you. And I wanted you to look at something, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this. It's in Isaiah. It's not in my notes. So that's why I, I'm pulling it up over here. In Isaiah, we understand something here that Jesus said, come and plead your case. And I was thinking about this even today because Israel was in a spot where when he said plead your case, it's in Isaiah. I know it's Isaiah because um, um, God wants me and you to understand something here with this. And I want to, I kind of want to read it to you before I give it to you. It's definitely Isaiah 43. It's Isaiah 43, just so you know. I wanted to make sure. Isaiah 43, 25 
and 26. And we can look at it in the King James, and then we can look at it also in the message right after that. Look what it says here. It says, I am even he, or I am even I am. I even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake. So this is the Lord. He's speaking about me and you. He goes, I'm the one who blotted out your transgressions, Israel, for my own sake, and will not remember thy sins any longer. And he says, look at verse 26. He says, Put me in remembrance, let us plead together, declare thou that thou mayest be justified. He says, put me in remembrance. What does that mean? Remind me, now you got to understand something, remind me of what? Plead your case. I want you to intercede with me on what? Your behalf. Now look what the message says. I read it in the message. It says, but yes, I am the one. One who? The one who takes care of your sins, that's what I do. I don't keep a list of your sins. I love that, right? Isn't that powerful? Now watch what he says right here. So make your case against me. Let's have this out, right? <laughs> Sounds good. God's like, all right, come on, let's duke it out. You know what I mean? Prove to me. Make your arguments and prove you're in the right. Your original ancestors, what? Started the, si the sinning. And everyone since has joined in. Man, that's so good, right? He's like, look, now let me explain what he's saying there. Now let me explain. He's saying, I blotted out your transgressions. So look how he starts. And when you looked at it in the King James, he said, I am even he who blotted out thy transgressions. Remember that? And he says, plead your case. So here's what it is. There's an element is I, even I am him, that blotted out thy transgressions. And for thine own sake will remember thy sins. I will not remember them no more. Then he goes, plead your case. So now bring it into context and understand what he's saying here. He's like, look, I came and took away your sin, all right? You can't come to me with your own level of righteousness and try to receive what I did by my eternal redemption. Does that make sense? So he's like, he's like don't come and plead your case like this. Oh, I deserve it because I'm good. I deserve No, I, I deserve it because of what you did for me. So position it right and then plead your case on this behalf. Now, let me show you what he's saying. He's coming in first going, I redeemed you. This is what he's saying, advocate. So the Old Testament word intercessor means he's a mediator. One word also what? He pleads on the behalf of another. Good. I like that. Every time the word is refused in the intercession in the New Testament, we understand it's referring to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. That's where we're going today. The Holy Spirit makes intercession. Jesus is making intercession. The Holy Spirit helps us make intercession. It's really important. Jesus is our intercessor. He's our counselor. He's our comforter. In other words, he's our lawyer. And making reference to the Holy Spirit as the comforter, Jesus said this in John 14. I'm going to go there in a minute. John 14, 18. But let me just show you what the Isaiah was saying. So John 14, 18 is where we're going. But stay right here, okay? Now look what he's saying. He said, I blotteth out your sins. Annihilate them. Once and for all. Done. Got it? Now watch this. He's saying, plead your case. Don't come in here with your resume of being good. Because your resume of being good isn't going to get you what you need. Come in here and plead your case based upon your righteous position. Got it? You see it? Now let me explain this, right? So Jesus is saying, I did away with your sin. I made you brand new. I got you right here. Plead your case from the right position. What's that mean? You come in there with a humbleness of heart knowing that, hey, Jesus, I'm righteous because of what you did for me. I'm not coming in here on my own work, effort, and merit, but I'm coming in here based upon your blood. Hallelujah. And now my case pleading is through the word of God. Now let me explain something to you. 
We're not trying to win God over. That's not what we're trying to do. What we're doing is by putting God in remembrance of his word, Isaiah says this, put me in remembrance of my word that I may send my word where it was so it could prosper there and where I sent it. What is he saying? He's asking me and you to what? Put the word of God before him, all well knowing what his word says. If ye abide in me, remember John 15? If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask me what you will. So here's the key. When we plead our case, all we're doing is not per se just putting Jesus in his remembrance. We're taking our position in what he gave us through our righteous position. It's the fruit of righteousness. It's the fruitfulness of the life of the person who understands righteousness. And this is on our behalf. We plead our case because we kind of go, we kind of step in this position of understanding that our advocate is pleading our case based upon the word of God. It's going to make a lot more sense when we get into intercession. But please understand me, intercession has been made for you continually, and you make your own intercession with the Holy Spirit in the earth. So watch this. Ready? Man, I think you're going to like this. Look what he says here in John 14, 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. See that right there? That's so good. Jesus Christ being our advocate, our intercessor, pleads our case for us. Okay? So good. That's what we even talked about. The book of John, when we read in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is powerful. Stay right there for a minute. And cleanse us from what? If we confess our sins, now this was written to the believer, okay? Now you got to go slow. We have an advocate. Remember we read about that? That was really good because you understand. We have someone like a lawyer, a go-between. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What does that mean? That means we've stepped out of our righteous position and we've stepped in an unrighteous position by our action. That is what sin is. That's what I tried to tell you guys from the beginning. The only sin the New Testament believer commits is the sin of unbelief. And once you get in, once you have righteousness and unrighteousness, you have faith, you have unbelief, you have all this stuff. So don't come out of walking in love because then you walk in, you walk out of love, you walk out of God, and you walk in this unrighteous position. And the key is this. The reason why we have 1 John 1 and 9 is for, now you got to understand something, is for your conscious position, not your eternal position. Your eternal position is sure and steadfast in Christ Jesus, in what Jesus has done through redemption. But it messes up the fellowship when your consciousness of sin is not right. That's why we got 1 John 1 and 9. We could come to him and get forgiveness when we miss the mark. Now let me explain to you. The book of John was not written to sinners, guys, but to the church. All those who are born again and have Jesus as their advocate, as their comforter, and as their intercession. But they don't understand the present-day ministry of Jesus. You're never going to receive the benefits of that ministry unless you understand what Jesus is doing right now. The only way to get that revelation is what? Through his anointing, and you got to receive of his ministry. The present-day ministry of Jesus Christ, we've been talking about this, is Jesus right now has finished his work. Man, we just came out of Easter, guys. It's powerful, right? He took his blood. He hung on the cross. He went into hell. So now we got the ascension, right? We have Easter. Resurrection. Well, after resurrection, 
he, he didn't, now listen to me, this is really good. He spent 40 days on the earth, guys. He didn't just leave. He didn't just, oh, I'm, I'm risen and split. The Bible says he spent 40 days on the earth. Uh, well, what was he doing? Well, number one, he went back to the disciples, right, and he told them what was going on. He didn't just disappear and vanish. Don't you remember? He did. He, he said, he told, he, told, he told Thomas and told the disciples, he said to Thomas, he said, Thomas, take it through thy hand, stick it in a nail prints. Where do you think that was from? How's he walking through the wall? How's he doing this? He's in a resurrected state. But he, he told Mary, he said, Mary, don't touch me. He said, I got to go bring this blood. So he stood and had a message to the disciples so the disciples can understand. I'm going to ascend to my new ministry. But right now, before I go, I want to leave you with a message. And they, they received the Holy Ghost. Come on, guys. This is what's going on. They received the Spirit of God. They re- and he said, I'm going. Well, it's good for me to go. Well, where are you going? I'm ascending up in a high. Come on. So you see what I'm saying? You see this thing? So now pull this thing in. So now Jesus explains to the disciples, but he leaves us. He goes, it's good for me to go because I'm going to leave you the comforter. I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. Very important. So where is the present-day ministry? Then Jesus ascends up and high. The Bible says he ascended up and he gave gifts unto men and he's seated right now. So the present-day ministry of Jesus, he is seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for me and you. That's so cool, right? Because when we miss the mark, our advocate Make sure we, he makes up the difference in prayer what we miss in action in the earth. That's so cool. That's why my eternal, my eternal perpetual forgiveness has already been provided because of what Jesus is doing through the blood and his intercession. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Through, this is so good. Through the blood of Jesus Christ and the intercession of Jesus Christ and the intercession of the Holy Spirit in the earth, you guys are destined for victory. I'm going to say it again. Through the blood of Jesus Christ on the mercy seat of heaven, through the intercession of Jesus in the heavens for you, and through the intercession of the Holy Spirit in the earth, you are destined for greatness. And this is what I'm going to show you today. The ministry of the Holy Spirit in the earth is the ministry of intercession. I'm going to show it to you, okay? But let me explain something to you. Adam messed up. When Adam sinned, he shorted out the power of God. Okay, and he really put people in, in, in not a really good spot. Adam sinned. He shorted out the power. He, he and, and this is key. In Proverbs, this, this is what we understand. He shorted out the power of God because God is trying to talk to you spiritually and in your spirit. That's why Proverbs 20, 27 says, Proverbs 20, 20, 27 says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching out all the inward parts of the belly. Okay, and um. Uh, yeah, we can look at 1 Corinthians 2, 11 and 12. For, for what man knows the things of a man. Now, this is where we start getting into the ministry of the Holy Spirit. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. He's basically saying he knows them. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God, or which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Okay? Now, you got to get that and pull that in. Now, what does it mean? God uses... Okay, God uses spiritual intellect through the, his spirit to your spirit to guide you and lead you. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But here's the big thing. Um, man was spiritually separated because Adam sinned. Okay, now this new covenant puts us back together. But this is the key that I want you to understand. And we're gonna, we can read Romans 8, 6 through 11 because I think it's going to help you. Okay. Romans 8, 6 through 11 is going to make sense, and I want you to see this. So we understand, when Adam sinned, he disconnected 
consciousness from God, and Jesus puts back consciousness, but man was supposed to have perfect harmony with God, and because we need to have perfect harmony like it was in the beginning, he gave us the Holy Spirit to give us intercession in the earth, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Not only is, the, is God making intercession for us in the heavens, amen, the Holy Spirit is here with you today to make intercession in your daily life. That's why you being filled with the Spirit of God, praying in unknown tongues, and having utterance in the Spirit is so powerfully important in the life of the believer because he's going to show you what to pray when you don't know to pray. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the earth. One of the major keys is that he is the intercessor in the earth to help you, helping you intercede. So this is really cool because what happens is, let me, I'll give it to you when we get there, but it's like Jesus, it's kind of like this. Jesus is in heaven, and the Holy Spirit is in the earth, and you're in the earth with the Holy Spirit, and Jesus from heaven intercedes with the Holy Spirit and gives you the words to pray in the earth so you can release what heaven wants done. So heaven is given the Holy Spirit, the, 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 the knowledge, because they're one, they're given, and he's trying to give it to you spiritually so you pray out the perfect plan and will of God. So Jesus making intercession in the heavens, he gives you intercession in the earth through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's trying to piggyback with you. I'm leaning in going, I'm pulling out of the my spirit. You see what I'm saying? It's in me. and I'm, But I'm giving back to God what he needs released in the earth. So, man, you're hardwired for success. You got to flip the switch and start praying in the Holy Spirit, though. I'm going to tell you what. I might even just be like, maybe we'll have a time when um, we could we could really talk about you getting filled with the Spirit of God. You must. This is not even, guys, please hear me. I love you. I'm not trying to, like, get anybody's feathers ruffled, you know, whatever. That's terminology. I'm not trying to, if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, it is literally, it is literally, I don't, I don't even know how, it, it is vastly important that you get filled with the Spirit of God. And if you don't understand it, we can coach you through it. We'll get you filled. But this is what I'm saying. If you've got the utterance of spiritual tongues in you, you're getting it from the Holy Spirit within you, but the Holy Spirit being one with Jesus. So Jesus is making intercession. So are you seeing this? So Jesus is making intercession to God. God is making intercession to Jesus. Jesus is making intercession to the Holy Spirit, and all me and you got to do is pray it out. And when we pray out the plan, we release it in the earth and have effectual opportunity that we didn't have without it. So you're hardwired for success, but you got to flip the switch and be disciplined in this arena because here's the key. It's the channel of intercession between God and the Holy Spirit who is in you to help lead you and guide you in the earth. I'm telling you, man, important stuff here. You got to stay with it, okay? For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Carnal man is an enemy against God, for it cannot be subject to the Lord God, neither indeed can be. So then that are in the flesh, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you, if any man have, now the spirit of God dwells in you, you got gods, you're gods. Now if any man have not the spirit of God, he is not of his, and I got news for you, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But here's the key. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit. 
man, isn't that something? Who dwelleth in you. So that's important, man. Did you get that? So the Spirit of God makes you alive, okay? And if the Spirit of God is making you alive, that the minute you got born again, you're spiritually alive. Now you're getting intercession. Now look what it says here. The Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, quickens the human spirit. It brings life to your spirit, man, and it establishes the communication with God. God communicates with us through our spirit. That's Romans 8, 14. You know that. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It is God's Spirit that bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. God doesn't bear witness with your body or your mind. He bears witness with your spirit. Now, here's a big one, okay? Now, I want you to write this down. It's important. Jesus gave us Holy Spirit tongues for what? Intercession. Write that down. So important. So this is why you've got, now listen to me, if you never have understood me on this subject, man, I know you're going to get it now, okay? This is one of the major reasons why we have, if you get the book, the book explains this, but I'm going to tell you what, the number one reason why we have the Holy Spirit in the earth is to help us make intercession for what God wants done in your life in the earth. Now this is important. And you know that's Proverbs 20, 27. I just read it. The spirit of man is the king of the Lord, searching out all the inward parts of the belly. Okay? And God wants rivers of living water to flow out of you. You know that. Okay? In your innermost part of your being. Okay? So we understand this. And I'm going to explain this to you as best way I know how. Okay? And th there's a scripture in here. Um, um, man, I like this Isaiah 59, 19. You know, I, I, I mean... I mean, I think this is a great scripture. You know, I, I've never really even, I don't know if I've ever given you this. Um, in light of what Isaiah is saying here, it's this perspective of understanding something. When the enemy, okay, you see that right there? I got a translation that might be a little different, but it says, so, so, uh, shall, uh, yeah, Isaiah 59, I got, when the enemy shall come in, the Holy Spirit, I'll explain it. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, right? And his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy, see it? For when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Isn't that strong? I know you've read that. But listen to this. When the enemy shall come in, then the Holy Spirit through your spirit shall release a river. A living torrent of God's word in a language of the spirit. This is a quote I, I found. And I love this. So I, I was, It wasn't like a scriptural thing, so I, I kind of messed it up but this is the knowledge of the revelation of what we were reading in isaiah 59 19 when the enemy shall come in then the holy spirit through your spirit shall release a river a living torrent of god's word in the language of the spirit that will flood the enemy with light and put him to flight in a stark terror with nowhere to hide man i like that the enemy cannot contain the spirit of god when we begin to flow through the through the Holy Spirit in us. It's supernatural tongues, and supernatural tongues will give you the ability to overcome everything the enemy brings at you, okay? I want you to look at Romans 8, 25, and 26. Now we're going to really get into this, okay? So I said all that to say this, but if we hope for, for what or that we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit, or right, also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for how we should ought or as we ought but the spirit himself 
makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Do you see that there? Okay, we could see something like, you know, we can look and see, what's the Amplified say for Romans 8.26? That might be a little, expound, expound a little more. Let's just look at that. But here's what it is, the spirit itself. So, I like this, let me say, yeah, 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 let's stay here for a minute. So, the Holy Spirit, see that right there? So, too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. Now, now read this. This is why you're watching this, okay? So, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what prayer to offer. See that? Isn't that good? We don't know what to pray. What? How to offer it wor worthily as we ought, but the Spirit, what? Himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads on our behalf. Don't that sound good? That's what he said, right? He pleads my case with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Do you see that? So that means Jesus is making intercession, but the Spirit of God in us is making intercession. And as we give God the words or we give God the tongues or even the groanings, Okay, now we're not going to get, I'm going to explain it to you, so there's nothing weird with all this stuff. See, the church needs to be teaching this stuff. It's like, what do you mean groanings? Well, groanings are basically the cries of your heart and intercession. They, they speak a language that God understands. You don't understand it, but God understands it. Okay, so watch this. The Spirit himself makes intercessions with groanings which cannot be uttered. You're noticing groanings in the Spirit, not the flesh. Groanings which cannot be uttered in the basically the articulate speech or in the language we have learned. We must be careful not to get in one side of the ditch or the other. That's why you got to pray in the Holy Spirit. It's important, okay? You got to get balance. Now, we don't, if we don't teach this in church, look, there's an art of prayer that's dying because we don't talk like this in church. Uh, we are going to come here, have a groaning? Sir? Yeah, I'm talking about praying in tongues. And if, if you, uh, you might, and you might just, just I've been in here interceding and just groan in tongues or, or just, uh, uh, just like uttering in tongues and this is how you learn this is why you practice the presence of God all these young kids man we got to be teaching this stuff like you got to go pray and we should we should do prayer live maybe we'll do prayer live over the next couple weeks maybe we'll take maybe this week we'll do the zoomy thing and then maybe or the Facebook live thing whatever we're doing and just watch it and the week after we'll go to prayer and we'll just pray till you get it because this is what church all about this ain't this oh that's weird I don't know what I'm doing no that's not weird that's the Holy Ghost ain't nothing weird about the Holy Ghost and if I start talking talking about it, I'm going to step over in the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to step in the Spirit of God. There are times where there'll be travail in the Spirit. Woo, you get that? Travail in the Spirit. Woo, I love it. But when, well, you better get that. Groanings which cannot be uttered. Woo-hoo. means sounds that cannot be uttered in your language. Did you get that? That's what groanings are. Sounds which cannot be, what? I feel the Holy Ghost, man. I start talking about groanings which cannot be uttered. I might get a groaning going here. When Jesus groaned and it was in his spirit, it was in his spirit. Amen. You can see that in John. You want to see it in the scripture? John eleven thirty three. you see Jesus groan. I can prove everything I tell you. See, you guys think I just, well, Pastor Chris makes this stuff up. I don't make it up. <laughs> you ever think I make this stuff up? No, I'm, I'm teaching you the Bible, you know that? There's only like me, me, me and Lauren in here. When Jesus, therefore, 
saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. He didn't just, he, he, he went in the spirit and groaned. What do you mean groan? There it is. A groaning in the spirit because of a heart cry. He was broken in compassion. When you go in your spirit, you'll break in the levels of compassion you never seen before. I had a guy one time tell me, he said, when I started praying in the spirit, I just told you this story not too long ago. He said, when I started praying in the Holy Ghost, he was, he was you know, a pretty rough and tumble kind of guy. You know, and he's like, man, when I started praying in the, in the, in the spirit, he said, it felt like all the pain was leaving my heart. He felt like compassion overwhelmed him, you know, and sometimes you get like that. That's why you got to give yourself to prayer. Practice the presence of God, you know what I mean? Groanings which cannot be uttered. It was not a fleshly thing. It was a spiritual thing. So now write this down. We have supernatural intercession. Write that down. We have supernatural intercession. Is that good? You'll notice this thing, okay? Where did I get supernatural intercession? You got supernatural intercession because you got the supernatural God living in you through the person of the Holy Spirit. I, I think people don't get it. Like, what do you think the tongues is? The tongues, the tongues ain't it. It's the Holy Spirit giving you the tongues. That's God in you. That's why it's good for you to get conscious that God lives in you through making the intercession. This is what I'm talking about. If Jesus is seated at the right hand, now you're seeing how this works. Jesus is seating at the right hand in the throne of God. God's there. He's sitting at the right hand of God. He's making intercession on your behalf. The blood of Jesus is making that intercession on your behalf to consider justified, right? And now he gives the utterance to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's living in you. And you're over there. Don't you get lazy. You're over there all bottled up. Well, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing praying in the Holy Ghost, so I'm not going to do it. And now you can't get none of that utterance flowing through you to pray out for the perfect plan of God for your life in the earth. My God in heaven, we got to give ourselves over to the ministry of intercession. Now, the one of the reasons why people don't like praying in tongues is you're selfish. I don't know what I'm praying. How do I know this is helping me? Now, listen, that's the God's honest truth, guys. Now, I don't know if it's helping me. Am I praying? Maybe I'm praying for some missionary in Tibet. I want to know I'm praying for me. No, 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 no. You give yourself over to prayer, and God will make sure. Look, this is what I told the Lord a long time ago. I didn't understand it like it was new. I said, well, God, if I start flipping the switch and praying in tongues, how do I know my needs are going to be? He said, if you take care of my kingdom, I'll take care of you. You take care of my kingdom, I'll take care of you. You make sure you take care of the kingdom of God, God will make sure he takes care of you. I, I said, so if I'm interceding, one time I was praying with a buddy of mine, way back, man, this was in the 90s. I was like, we were praying. I said, well, you know what, if I'm praying for somebody else, isn't somebody praying for me? Whatsoever man sows, that shall he reap. Mando, cambre, steke, blah. Come on, you feel the Holy Ghost from that? Whatsoever man sows, that shall he reap. So if you sow prayer, you're going to reap prayer. So if I'm praying for you, guess what? Somebody's going to pray for me. Glory to God. Give yourself to the Holy Ghost. You'll, you'll notice this, that this is the key. What do you mean? We have supernatural intercession, okay? Since Jesus has been in the, Jesus by the Holy Spirit, man, this is so good. Now, you ready for this? Now, you got to pay attention. Now, catch me, okay? Since Jesus has been glorified and is seated at the Father's right hand, he is as much God as, as God himself. That's why it is totally imperative that Jesus intercede by way of the Holy Spirit through your spirit, using you as the earthly agent to release that prayer of intercession in the earth. Did you get that? I'm going to say it again. By way, Jesus intercedes by way of the Holy Spirit through your spirit, using you 
as the earthly agent to release that prayer of intercession in the earth for you and the kingdom. That's why you're here. Look, if you want the benefits of heaven, God might need you in the earth. But this is cool. I'm praying my perfect plan for my life while I might be perfect, praying the perfect plan for God in the earth. What do I care? Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, uses your voice to pray the way God would pray about your situations of which you have no knowledge. I'm going to say that again, and I pray to God we could put it on the video. We can lay that out on the video word by word. You just go slow. I know. You say, what do you mean, Pastor Chris? I'm going to go so slow right now. I'm going to lay it out on the video. You ready? Here it is, word by word. Ready? Watch this. Okay? Now watch this. Jesus, Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, uses your voice, rambangle, mengle, your voice, to pray the way God would pray about your situation of which you have no knowledge. So what is he saying? He's saying the Holy Spirit, God is given Jesus, and Jesus and God are working it out in the heavens, and he gives the Holy Spirit the perfect prayer for you to pray. My God, this is idiot proof. And I'm not saying that about you. I'm saying this about me. Like, we can't mess this up. I might pray wrong. I don't know how to pray for you. So what I do, I flip the switch and pray in tongues. I got perfect intercession. My God in heaven. You see this? So make the intercession. Watch this. You can't possibly pray about or plead a case effectively before God on a natural level when you have no knowledge of the situation. Yet, it is possible to plead your case for another or pleading your case on an, on, on another on a natural level. If you have knowledge of the situation involved, Abraham and great men of old would make intercession based upon knowledge. But I got news for you. When you intercede in the spirit, you just Abraham interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah. Moses interceded for the people. You see it all through the Bible. Come on, man. You understand this stuff? Here's the big thing. Watch this, though. But when you intercede in the spirit, you have connected with Jesus by the way of the Holy Spirit, and he intercedes through you on a supernatural level. Then the supernatural level that you're receiving it at is intercession. Then you are praying beyond your own knowledge and ability. You've got to dial that in. I'm going to say it again, okay? But when you intercede in the Spirit, you have connected with Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit, and he intercedes through you on a supernatural level. You're, you're, you're interceding at the, you're, you want to know what it is? I'm going to say this. You were praying God's prayers with your voice. That's what the Holy Spirit is. When you're you're praying God's prayers with your voice in the earth, and that's where the access comes. So I'm telling you right now, man, the person, the believer that picks up the ministry of innocence, now I'm praying my own prayers out. I'm going to be praying God's prayers out. My God in heaven, I'm praying your prayers out. Why do you think we got eight different prayer groups praying in this church every day this week? Oh, no. Why do you think I made it mandatory for leadership to be involved in prayer? 
Whoop, there's a t- there's something going off, <laughs> right? But I don't ever listen to that thing, so that's don't worry about it, right? Uh, you, there, praise God, right? But listen to me and get that. I went off first. Glory to God. <laughs> I really did. I want you to say, why do you think I got eight different prayer groups praying in this place? Why do you think we want you to be involved in prayer? Why do you think I want you to connect in prayer? Because I know the importance of prayer. I know the importance of you dialing in in your spiritual life, right? So now watch this. I think this is so important, okay? We understand this. 1 Corinthians, 4, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. And I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures here, and I want to really pull this guy. But you understand the importance of praying in the spirit? You understand the importance of prayer? You understand the importance of the discipline to make sure you're praying? Because when you make sure you're praying, you're not just through, you're interceding on on, on you're interceding on your own behalf. But it's God's prayer with your voice in the earth. That is what it is. And where are you getting this prayer from? The Holy Spirit. Your spirit is connected with the Holy Spirit, and you get the utterance or the, the words from the Holy Spirit so you can pray the perfect plan of God out in the earth. Man, it is good. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. Now listen, you might be saying, Pastor Chris, I'm not filled with the Spirit. Well, I'll tell you right now, we'll get you filled. We'll get you filled. I mean, you can call the ministry. We'll get you filled. We'll get you filled right there. We could have a meeting about it. We could have a special meeting about it. We could talk about it. We could get you filled. You're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, dust yourself off and let's go. For he, <clears throat> excuse me, that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. While praying in the Spirit, it would certainly be a mystery to you, for you wouldn't know naturally or mentally what you're praying. Paul said it like this. The natural man in 1 Corinthians 2, you'll see this in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 14, right? The natural man receiveth not the things. There it is right there. Receiveth not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolish in him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Did you get that? You got a spirit, but he that judges spiritually, he judges no man. But what is he saying? He's saying this. The guy that doesn't understand this, he's spiritually naturally this is just foolish. This is foolish. What am I doing? Don't go there. It is not foolish. It is spiritual. And this is like a, this is a pretty big message. You know what I mean? This ain't like just like, oh, go to church. Get, this is about responsibility, but this is how you get things done. Because I'm going to tell you what. Now, let me tell you why I'm teaching this. Jesus, I, I, I want you to hear this, and then I'm going to wrap this up. But I, I, stay with me. Please don't go nowhere. Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, discerns the situation and prays through your spirit the way God would pray. Man, that is so good. You know what I'm saying? Let me explain. I'm going to give you, for instance, Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, discerns the situation and prays through your spirit the way God would pray. That is so good. So it's like this. It's like this. So say, let me give you, for instance, it's like Jesus comes to your house. Let me just give you, for instance, right? Suppose God came to your house. Let's just do it. God comes to your house and goes, hey, what's up? And you go, I don't have enough money. Whatever, I'm sick. I don't, let's just use the money thing. It's easy. I, I don't have enough money. He would come. I don't have enough money to pay my bills, right? He comes to your house, and he, and he said, well, okay, I'm going to pray for you. So God comes to your house and goes, what's up? You go, I'm sick, but let's just use the money thing. Like I said, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. He goes, okay, let me, let me, let, what's the problem? What's the problem? You don't have enough money to pay your bills? Okay, I'm going to take care of it. What would he do? I'm going to pray for you. How do you suppose he would pray? What do you, what, what do you think his prayer would be like? I got a funny feeling to be something like this. Um, 
Because you have given, it is given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give in your bosom. Because you sow bountifully. These, these are scriptures. Luke 6, 38. Just write them down. Don't go there. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Philippians 4, 4, 4 19. Because you sow bountifully, you shall reap bountifully. And I will supply all you need according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God would pray his word over your situation. God would pray his will over your situation. Sometimes we miss it in our praying, but when we pray in tongues, as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance, we can rest assured that our intercession, will, our intercessor will not miss it. That's what I'm telling you. You see what I'm saying? You'd pray to pray. You might be wringing your hands. How am I going to do this? No, once you flip the switch, your intercessor will nail it. Sometimes we miss it in our praying, but when we pray in tongues, as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance, we can be resting assured that the intercessor will not miss it. The spirit of truth has come, and he is making intercession for you and me through and us according to the word of God. Then after we pray in that manner, we know the things we prayed about in the spirit will begin to work together for good that's the key that's what paul said in romans 8 28 all things work together for him that everybody uses the scripture all out of context they all just use the scripture they go oh everything's gonna work out for him that but yeah it says in the beginning we know that all things will work together for good to them that love god to them who are called according to his purpose yeah that's true read 27 go backwards just if you can i don't know it might be a problem we're going to read 27, 26 and 27, really. Well, yeah, let's keep the scripture in context, okay? We must keep it in the right perspective. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself or himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be. If you don't get the groanings which cannot be uttered, and you don't do your part, it ain't going to work out for good. It works out for good when you keep 26, 27, and 28 together. And what? And he searched the heart, knows all things which is in the mind and spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Here we go. Now read 28 now. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. All together, people love God, not everything works out good. But if you're praying in the spirit, they work out good because you stay ahead of life. You stay ahead of corona. You stay ahead of doom. You stay ahead of death. You stay ahead of lack. You stay ahead of this nonsense. That's the key. When you pray in the Spirit, you go to a whole scriptural new level. It's true. Then you know that what you prayed about, the Spirit of God will start to work in. That is so straight on. Watch this. When you pray in the Spirit about a particular situation, the Holy Spirit, through your Spirit, prays the way God would pray concerning that matter. Then you know that what you prayed about in the Spirit will begin to work together for good. Because God has found the man to stand in the gap, whether it be on your affairs or God's affairs, and make up the hedge that needs to be. I'm telling you, this man in Christ Jesus, this guy in God's changing the world. So let me show you what I'm saying, and we'll pull it all together so you can see it. And I know you guys got it. So God is in heaven with Jesus. Jesus is making intercession. He's interceding on our behalf. He's our advocate on our behalf. So let me show you how to think. When you see this, man, this <laughs> This is so good. Okay, you got God. You got like I wish man, I should have chairs up here or something. You got you got God over here, and you got Jesus over here. And God and Jesus are like, hey, what do we gotta do? And they gotta get things done in the earth. They gotta get things done in heaven. So God and Jesus are doing their thing, and they're making intercession. So God, God, it's like, hey, this is what I want to do. Blah blah blah, whatever it is. So Jesus gets it, and when Jesus gets it, he gives it to the Holy Spirit. 
and the Holy Spirit gives it to you. And all you and me got to do is pray it out. And now check this out. When we pray in tongues, we're praying words we don't understand, but they're perfect words. So now Jesus goes, so let's use Pesachrist. He goes, man, this guy, this guy right here, he's got to grow in the area of, I don't know, whatever, walking in love. And I, I ain't praying to walking in love prayers, or neither are you, right? So it's like, he got to walk in love. So Jesus gives the Holy Spirit, like, teach Pastor Chris how to walk in love. And I go, okay, and I flip the show. I don't know what I'm saying, because if you start praying walk in love prayers or forgive crazy people, you'd be like, forget that. I ain't praying that prayer. Let's be honest, right? You ain't going to pray none of those prayers that have to do with dealing with your flesh. You ain't going to pray none of them prayers like, oh, God, let me stay in patience another six more months. No, no, no. Oh, God, no, no. You ain't praying that prayer. You, If Jesus Christ himself came walking in your living room and said, pray the prayer of patience for you, you would go disobey. You know, you're a liar. You ain't going to do it. You're going to be like, I ain't praying. Oh, God, make him sit another year. Let him just sit in the Holy Spirit another year and cultivate his, his, his life. Man, you ain't praying that prayer over your life. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And how about this one? Oh, God, teach him how to forgive goofy people. People. No, I'd be like, God, send those goofy people to heaven early. I don't want to pray for these goofy people. Let them stay. No, stop. No, no. But that's why you don't know what you're praying. Because if you knew what you're praying, you wouldn't pray it. There you go. You see, that's why you got the Holy Ghost. You'd pray prayers. You would not pray. These are the way to get you to pray the prayers you would not pray. Some of them are good. Some of them are great. Some of them are about money. Some of them are about help. But most of them are probably about your character. So praise the Lord. That's why you ain't doing it. You better start doing it. You change your life. So the Holy Spirit, right, is here going, okay, now Jesus. Jesus wants to work on this. Now, it might be something in the earth. It might be praying and interceding for the world. It might be praying for lost people. It might be whatever. I don't know, but I know it's about your need. And I taught you how to do it in the book. That's why you got to get that champion within book. If you keep it in your mind, God will keep it in his attention. And if you focus on it, you'll get utterance about that situation. So I'm telling you, you can do some stuff here. That I know for sure. You could pull it in your mind. You could pray about your life. You could pray about your health. You could pray about your situations. You could pray about some stuff, and you can hold it in your focus, and you could push it through in your spirit and get utterance for it. I know you can do that because I've done it. Now, here's the key with this. Remember this. So now, whatever subject I'm on, if I know or if I don't know, when I start praying, it's like this. God goes, hey, Jesus goes, this is what I want you to pray about. He gives it to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives it to you, and you give it back to God, and God gets exactly what he wants. Words. That's why you don't know what you're praying. But here's the cool part. Nobody knows what you're praying but God. So God gives the utterance to the Holy Spirit so he can get the words so he can go plead your case on your behalf back to God. Are you, are you seeing this? This is like a rigged jury. So God goes, hey, Sarno needs to work on these five things. He gives them to the Holy Spirit, or he says, hey, you know, he's going to have some stuff coming up. He gives it to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit then gives it to me, and I go, I'm giving God words. God, Jesus like, that's the one I need right there. Keep praying, kid. Keep praying, kid. Come on, kid. I need that thing. Come on, when are you going to pray? Pray it. I need it. Come on, pray. And he got, got it right here. He asked for it. He asked for it. You see this thing? He got to have words. Jesus can't move without words. He can't move without words. He got to have words. He cannot override. He just can't come on the earth and do what he wants to do. He needs your words. When you're praying in the tongues, you're praying the words. This is the key to intercession. This is how he pleads his case. This is how he goes on behalf of us before the throne of God. Give him some work in the arena of intercession and watch your life start changing. It's so important. This is where he sits at the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for me and you. Guys, I kept you for a minute, but I want you to know something. This is the key. So let's take some time um, going to this new place to pray in the spirit. Um, 
you know, I, I think, man, I, I don't know how you're going to, uh, man, he's forever representing, for, he forever is making, Hebrews is stuck in my spirit, he forever is, li- he forever liveth to make intercession for us. Jesus, man, you think about that. He forever liveth to make intercession for us. Isn't that awesome? That's what he's doing. He's living the rest of his life in this arena of time while we're in the earth to make intercession for me and you. His ministry has not ended. He's in the last phase of his ministry. I'm telling you what, man. We are in a great spot because we're with a great God. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that you're, that you're, that you're, that you're leading them and leaning on them to go towards intercession, God. God, as they take some time to pray in the spirit, I pray, God, even right now. You might not be out there right now. You might not be filled with the spirit. We're going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for filling them with the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, for leading them and guiding them and helping them in their spiritual journey. Lord, thank you for the blessing of God coming upon them. Thank you for the Holy Spirit coming upon them. Thank you, Lord, for change and transformation coming upon them. I thank you, Lord, for your moving supernaturally on their behalf. I thank you, Lord, you're doing exceedingly and abundantly above all they can ask or think. And I thank you right now. So just lift your hands to heaven if you need the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands to heaven and just say this. Say, Father. Now, you got to be a believer. That's the only requirement. If you're a believer, you're good. Just say, Father, I believe. I believe in you. And then after that, if you're a believer, here's your prayer. Say, Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for filling me with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of unknown tongues. I believed I received when I prayed. And now I thank you, Lord, that I'm filled. And if you're out there right now and you're with me right now, let's just stir it up for a minute. Just lift your hands to heaven if you're walking around your house. Just take your family. If your family's watching, just, just pray in the Spirit. I know I'm watching right now. Just pray in the Spirit right now. Bangle master Kilababa, master Kalabamba, Kula Mande, Lili Lamachu Kulabata, Semede Vedavaste. Oh, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. Sambrangangle Mende, Ingle Mengle Mangloba, Kalaman, the Lebesh de Kilavandu, Lobashi Kilibringlime, Lombranda and Lamanda Lamel, Lamande, Lebrucula, Mandala Vashika Romondorova, Landa Lamanji de Vedavaste, Lombrangangle Mengle Brusta, Kalababatu Kulaman, Didi Vedavaste, Lombra Kalamandulovaband, Lamanje. Lambra caste king le mende luba tungla mande sombra momoste lamba baba barabashike oh thank you lord for the holy ghost thank you for the holy ghost filling them thank you for the holy spirit leading us and guiding us thank you for the holy spirit giving us the victory lord we bless your holy name lord we bless you father we magnify the mighty name of jesus and we give you all the glory we give you all the honor and we give you all the praise in jesus mighty name we'll praise the lord if you need more information about the Holy Spirit, call the church, send us an email, we'll get you some stuff, we'll get you some material, we love you guys, be updated this week, I know we're going to be doing a Facebook Live during the week, uh, I think we're going to be coming to you Friday at lunchtime with that, right around the lunchtime area, probably around 12, we'll go for it, we're going to do it live, we're going to come on just to encourage you where you're at, and don't forget, this weekend online, 9, 10, 30, and a special Facebook Live 
Sunday night at 5 o'clock, live from the living room. That's what we're going to call uncut, uncensored, and live from the living room. It's going to be powerful. You be ready to come join us. We love you. We'll see you next time. And we got, guys, remember this. We're doing good, man. We're navigating through times no one's ever seen before. And I think we're doing a really great job. Can't wait to see you, hug you, tell you I love you. But I love you now, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.